Welcome to Back to the Basics with Pastor Jason McClendon. This program is sponsored by Crossroads Christian Fellowship, a non-denominational, conservative, and evangelical church focusing on returning to the mindset of believers in the New Testament church. The acronym BASICS, in the name of the program, stands for Believing and Sharing in Christ's Salvation. We are disciples making disciples who make disciples. And now, here is the message. Good morning and welcome to Crossroads Christian Fellowship. I am Jason McClendon and I am excited to get started in a new year. Of course, as you can probably tell from my voice, the new year brought with it some weather changes and the allergies are getting the best of me right now. So I apologize for the raspy voice. But we have seen so many changes in our lives over the last couple years. I am excited and maybe a little scared to see what 2022 will bring. However, the Bible does tell us in Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So, with that in mind, let's start off the new year with joyous expectation as God is with us. But first, let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for everything you do and for who you are. Sometimes we forget to simply rely on you, but we ask that you show us how you are working around us so that we may join you. We thank you for the blessings that you've given us, and we ask that you show us how we can bless those who are less fortunate than us. As to this sermon, we ask that you open our ears so that we may hear the message you want us to hear. All of this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. According to Inc.com, the top 10 New Year's resolutions are 1. Diet or eat healthier. 2. Exercise more. 3. Lose weight. 4. Save more and spend less. 5. Learn a new skill or hobby. 6. Quit smoking. 7. Read more. 8. Find another job. 9. Drink less alcohol. and 10. Spend more time with family and friends. Interestingly enough, the top 10 broken New Year's resolutions are... <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read them again, but they are the exact same ones. In fact, statistically, about 60% of people make New Year's resolutions, but only 8% of people actually achieve them for more than a few months. Now, each one of these resolutions is probably good for the person who makes them. And even though they are good, they are still very difficult to achieve. But you know why? They are difficult to achieve because people generally try to achieve these goals on their own, which makes accountability difficult because the people trying to maintain the goal are only accountable to themselves. For example, eating healthier is easy for a short period of time. But unless you have an accountability partner, at some point in time, those unhealthy foods are going to start calling the name of the person who is trying to avoid them. Let's say it's you. You go to the grocery store and almost everything there is unhealthy. The vast majority of food we can buy in grocery stores today is not made by natural plants. It's made by manufacturing plants. Totally processed food. But if you're there by yourself, that bag of chips, that chocolate bar, that ice cream, it looks pretty good. Just a little bit won't hurt, right? 
but then a little bit turns into a little bit more next week. And before you know it, you're back to eating the way you were before you made the resolution. Now, what if you went to the grocery store and you had a very definitive list of food to buy made by your personal trainer who was shopping with you and was holding you accountable? It might be quite a bit easier to maintain that resolution, at least for a while. And then the expectation is that you should eventually be able to shop on your own with just periodic check-ins instead of constant monitoring. But at some point, we have to become the responsible party to ensure we are achieving whatever those worthwhile goals are. But we have to make it through the toughest part first, and it's hard to do that alone. But the other thing we have to consider when we make our goals, if you do, is whether or not the goal itself is actually worthwhile. If you've made New Year's resolutions in the past, did you keep them? Did you keep all of them? If you kept some, were they the ones that were more important than the other goals? Did you have an accountability partner while you were trying to do that? The second most popular New Year's resolution is to exercise more. But did you know that the Bible very specifically says there is something more important than that? It's godliness. Godliness is more important than exercising. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For physical training is of some value. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Everything we do in our life should be based on the fact that we are followers of Christ because our identity is in Christ. So as Christ followers, that means that everything we do should be focused on glorifying God. Even the number one resolution mentioned above to eat more healthily should be undertaken with an emphasis on glorifying God. We are specifically told in 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So if you are a person who makes New Year's resolutions, I want to encourage you to make resolutions based on your identity as a follower of Jesus. Because otherwise, no matter what resolution you make or how good you think it is, if it doesn't glorify God, it's not a good resolution. That should be our perspective, nothing else. So, in my humble opinion, as Christians, we should make that our number one resolution, to glorify God in everything we do. Then, we build our list from there. Now, if you've already made your list, it's okay. You can change it. It's not too late. In fact, I would argue that even if you were hearing this message for the first time in November because you're watching or listening to an old recording of it, don't wait until the new year. Simply make a new life resolution to make glorifying God and everything you do the number one priority in your life. Now, whether you do this at the beginning of the year or in the middle of the year, if you do this, all of your other resolutions will follow suit, but they will all have the right priority and the right support. You see, when our focus is godliness and our priority is glorifying God in everything we do, our strength to accomplish these goals will come from God. Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do everything through him who gives us strength. And John 15.5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So when our focus is in following Jesus first, which glorifies God, we can do much and accomplish the right goals. Without Jesus, we won't. Now, we might be able to accomplish worldly goals and be considered successful to some degree in the world, 
but not the right goals, not the ones that actually have eternal consequences and blessings. And if we as Christians accomplish goals that are not important to God, should they even really be important to us? So now, if we have the right mentality, we have goals with the right priority and with the right accountability partner, the Holy Spirit himself. Remember, if you are a Christian, you became a new person with a new focus, which is on following Jesus and glorifying God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. We are a new creation. And that means our lives should be completely different than they were before we accepted Christ as our Savior. But that process of changing into a new creation is a lifelong process. It doesn't happen overnight, and we have to do our part. We have to constantly work on that and focus on changing for the better, towards godliness. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1-17 through 17 says, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but you now must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So, our number one goal, whatever we do, is to glorify God. Now, let's look back at some of the popular New Year's resolutions. Number one goal was to eat better. This is quite possibly a good goal, but the important aspect is why you want to eat better. Is it because you want to live a healthier life and a longer life? Why? If your purpose is selfish, it's not a good goal, at least not from a Christian standpoint. If, however, your goal is to live healthier so that you can live a longer life with the intent to use that longer life to share the gospel so that others may also know Jesus... Now we are talking about a goal which emphasizes glorifying God. And remember, 1 Corinthians 10.31, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. 
What about the second most popular resolution? Working out more, becoming more physically fit. Again, 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So working out is good, but godliness is better. If you are working out, again, so that you can live a longer, healthier life, with the intent to use that longer life to share the gospel so that others may also know Jesus, we have a worthwhile Christian goal, a goal that is focused on godliness rather than selfishness. We have to make godliness the goal, and all of the other goals we establish need to emphasize or at least support that primary goal. Now, this should always be the case just because we are Christians, but sometimes we have to assess our lives and see whether or not we are truly following Jesus in the manner in which we are called to do so. If we are going to make New Year's resolutions, this is a great time to do that. Let's look at resolutions that emphasize godliness and then focus on achieving those goals because they glorify God. Remembering first that we can do all things through him who strengthens us. And second, that we will bear much fruit when we remain in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.9 says, So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. So what goals would please God? Do we need to write, uh, read the Bible more? Do we need to study the Bible more? Remember, there's a big difference between simply reading it and studying it. Do we need to pray more? Do we need to attend church more? Do we need to fellowship with other Christians more? When's the last time we shared the gospel with someone? Do you need to do that more? Maybe these should be our goals. Start each day off with prayer time. Read the Bible every day. Do an in-depth Bible study at least once a week or more. You could do it every day. Share the gospel with at least one person every week or more. Maybe turn the TV off and use that time to read or study the Bible. Do you have an accountability partner? Someone who you could share your resolutions with who would help you stay focused on them? Are you a member of a small group? Now is a good time to join one if not, and that could help you achieve some of these goals. But whatever goals we set, I would encourage you to look through your calendar and look through your bank statements and your checkbook. When you see where you are emphasizing your time and where you are spending your money, you can see what you really prioritize in your life. And you might be surprised. So make sure you are prioritizing godliness over everything else. If you're not, now is a great time to make that change. Make it a resolution and know that you will have the support to maintain this new life in Christ. And also, regardless of where you are in your spiritual walk right now, it can always get better. Again, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Let's live our lives as the new creation we are called to be, starting today. Let's pray. Father, we praise your holy name. We thank you for all of the many demonstrations of love that you give us every day. We humbly ask that you guide us to become better followers of Christ, to use him as our perfect example of how to love you and to love others. We ask that you give us the wisdom we need to establish the right goals to focus on godliness. And we ask that you give us the strength to accomplish these worthwhile goals. All of this we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, running a ministry is not free. There are many costs associated with developing and running programs, and we humbly ask for your support, especially if our messages have touched your heart or you believe they will touch the hearts of other people. 
we ask that you first pray about how God wants you to proceed. And then, if you feel led, help us focus on building the kingdom of God. If you are a Christian and you are not tithing anywhere, please consider tithing to us or consider gifting to us, however God leads. Remember, the money you have is God's money that He blessed you with to manage and to be a good steward. The money you tithe and gift to us builds the ministry of Crossroads Christian Fellowship and the International College for Christian Studies. The more financial support we receive, the more people we can reach. You can make this monthly contribution or one-time gift through PayPal by going to donationforchurch.com. You can also find other ways to donate on that webpage. Thank you in advance for your support and may God bless you. Friends, I sincerely hope that you are already a follower of Jesus. But if you are not, you need to know that the Bible makes it absolutely clear that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. We are all sinners and we all need Jesus. None of us can do it on our own. When we die, we will either go to heaven or to hell. But the ability to spend eternity in heaven is a free gift from God. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Because he loved us so much, Jesus paid the penalty of death for our sins. He paid the price with his own blood, which means that we don't have to. That gift is free, and to receive it, all you have to do is recognize that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. Confess your sins to God, repent of your sins, in other words, you have to turn away from them, and turn your life over to Jesus, asking Him and allowing Him to be the Lord of your life. Remember, just because you repent and make Jesus your Lord does not mean you will instantly become perfect. But you do need to strive to model your life after Jesus. There are no magic formulas or special prayers to become a Christian. Just make it known to God. Just tell Him. He knows what's in your heart. Now, if you've made the decision to dedicate your life to Christ, which is often referred to as being born again, or if you've made the decision to rededicate your life to Christ, please let us know. Go to IamSavedByJesus.com and tell us about your decision. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to know if we can help you along the way. If you haven't made that decision yet, please pray about it, and we'll pray for you too if you let us know. This is the most important decision you can ever make in your entire life. It only takes a few seconds to decide, but the ramifications of your choice are literally eternal. Take it seriously. Remember, go to IamSavedByJesus.com, and we look forward to hearing from you. God bless. Well, it's almost time to go. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We are praying regularly for you and ask that you do the same for us. Until we come together again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Go now into the world and serve the Lord. Amen. <laughs>